Welcome back to the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast, Episode 2. Uh, it's just me and Ashley tonight. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> <laughs> so how's everybody doing? Um, hopefully y'all had a good uh, New Year's and stayed safe and uh, didn't add to the population, <laughs> subtract from the population, or go to jail. <laughs> uh, and if you did, hopefully you had bail money. Or at least had a really good time. <laughs> <laughs> So um, I guess we'll start with uh, an update on our building. It's non-existent. At the current moment. <laughs> um, they were supposed to come this week and put it up. Um, but, you know, with the holidays, I guess uh, that got held up. So we're not, you know, we're not getting that done right now. Um, hopefully next week we'll have that. So um, what did we do over the New Year's? What did we do? Well, as anybody that's on Facebook, I burned our Christmas tree. <laughs> I mean, it was just the two of us, but that's, you know, on a night like New Year's, it's better to stay in and drink at home than it is to go out and drink. <laughs> that is true, but it was still a good time. I mean, yeah. They had fireworks. Neighbors had fireworks and a fire, and we had a little bonfire, so, um, I guess I'll, uh, turn the microphone over to Ashley and, uh, she can tell us what's on the agenda for this month. This month. We don't, I don't think we really have that much going on this month. We may try to make it down to Immokalee for the rockabilly. Oh, yes, that is right. I'm sorry. I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. In what, two weeks? Not this weekend, not next uh, weekend, but January the 20th. Yeah. Um. That's a little... It's a little bit far for us, but what, it's like two, three hours? Something yeah. Like that. Um, don't know if we're going to take the 54 Michelangelo down or if we're just going to cruise down to check it out. Um, I know there's some guys from Florida Rats and Rods that'll be there. Um, and we met them before, which show, the... Daytona Rod Run. That's um, right. That's who kind of put us on to the... Uh, Rats at the Beaver, which was the first show we went to, or Rat Rod show we went to, and then also the Iron Horse, the mm -hmm. Bad Apple show, which we will definitely be hitting up again because <laughs> that was an awesome. And we won an apple. <laughs> <laughs> and we do want a Bad Apple trophy. Um, so, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, we, uh, with the building not being here, we kind of, that was going to be the topic of getting moved into the building and stuff like that. But since that's not a thing, um, we're just going to kind of go over the 54, how we got it, uh, the stuff that we had to do to it. <laughs> um, so we actually found that car semi-local to us. Um, I was kind of just in the market for something that would get us, uh, you know, like a driving project. Um didn't really need a whole lot, uh, something that we could cruise in. And at the time, we still had the desk on. Huh? Don't smack the desk. I'm sorry. Silly. It was my watch. <laughs> <laughs> at the time, we still had the 40 that was sitting in Cadence Yard. So we, that was literally just a cab and chassis. And, and we weren't even going to use the chassis on it. No. But so we needed something to cruise around in. While that was sitting there just growing into the ground. 
Yes, and uh, the plan for that truck is, uh, or the plan for that truck was um, kind of what the new owner is doing to it. Um, he chassis swapped it and kind of put a motor in it. That was the one that we referenced last episode. Um, we and called it fancy. <laughs> and he didn't waste no time doing that. He did not. <laughs> um, he got home and posted the, ch- the <laughs> chassis that was currently on it on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> yes. So um, so we found the 54. Um, I'm not a giant fan. We weren't really looking for a 50s car. Um, I've kind of always been a truck guy. Uh, but... The 54 was kind of in the budget that we had set for ourselves. Um, It was original enough that it kind of fit that category. But it also was slammed. It was, you know, it's a survivor car. I mean, original paint. Uh, Still has the inline six-cylinder. Someone did swap a five-speed out of an S10 in it. So... You know, that kind of, you know, it got rid of the three on a tree and stuff like that. Um, so uh, we went to Daytona, ironically. <laughs> Had to borrow a, borrow a neighbor's trailer. <laughs> yes. Um, we went and uh, we picked it up and um, kind of got on the road and it was like, oh, like. <sighs> well, let, let's, let's back up just a quick sec because when we were there. In the process of strapping it down, you ran into the guy's garage to go to the bathroom and he said, oh my God, you have the 54 on the back of your shirt. And it was the Daytona, was it the Daytona shirt? No, it was a rat fink shirt. Oh yeah. And it's, um, it actually has a fifth, an orange <laughs> 54 Chevrolet on it. And the license plate, the front license plate on it is, uh, soon to be. So <laughs> I bought that shirt and I guess it you know, kind of told the tale that <laughs> I was eventually going to own a 54 Chevy. Um, so we get the car loaded up or try to get it loaded up and I can't get out the car because of the fenders. Um, the car is again, very low. Um, so Ashley's never driven <laughs> anything with a clutch. Um, nope. so I'm, I, I'm too big to climb out the window, but she thinks she can. So, and mind you, it's in this, I don't even remember what month it was, but it was hot as all get out. So It's it was, always hot in Florida. <laughs> well, yeah. But, I mean, even in a shorts and a t-shirt, we were both dripping with sweat. Yes. And I'm trying to climb out of the window of this thing. And, of course, there's no airflow in the cab because, you know, windows are just cracked open. <laughs> so, kind of give her the, you know nickel tour on how to how to drive a car with a clutch um get it loaded up a couple stalls and chugs and but we got her loaded up and uh got her strapped down the best we could with what we had and uh brought her home got her unloaded uh we kind of went into a little bit of the first trips that you know everyone had in it um uh, it was it was severely low, um, so it ended up uh, my mom and dad have a pad, a concrete pad at their house. Um, they were gracious enough to let us borrow. Um, I threw a set of 
new front and rear shocks in it. Thinking, oh, well, it's sagging because of the shocks. Uh, it's still scraped. Um, and that's also with us because the exhaust was, the muffler was laying on the ground. And yes, we, we had we to do, uh, we, we did a intake manifold on it because it was leaking. And then once we took the intake manifolds off, we noticed that they were cracked. So we had to... Uh, we had to replace those um, and got shocks on and everything like that. Went to back it out. It was still dragging <laughs> on the ground. So uh, we ended up lifting, putting, I mean, it had four-inch lift blocks in the rear. We ended up putting a set of three inches on it. It probably could go up another inch or two and probably wouldn't hurt hurt my feelings or <laughs> really hurt the look of the car. <laughs> um, and the front end I had ordered, um, it had what I assume was heated up springs on it. Um, so I ordered a set of two inch lower springs. So stock minus two inches would have put it where I thought it needed to be. Um, it didn't change the height at all. Nope. <laughs> so it didn't bounce as easily. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, it, it did stop it from, uh, grinding on the road while you were driving it but it was still really really low so I ended up ordering a set of stock springs to put in it and it still sits probably two inches lower so I don't know if previous owners have lowered the if they put lower uh, kingpins on it or spindles or what whatever they definitely it's it sits probably three inches lower than stock with stock springs i don't know how um i can figure it out but the end result was me and ashley can now drive in it without it constantly (laughs) grinding on the ground um so uh we've kind of managed to Go over some speed bumps with it at a couple shows. Yeah, if you're if you're <laughs> creative or if you've driven lower lowered vehicles, you you understand the principle of speed bumps are no longer straight. You got to hit them at an angle and kind of hope for the best. Um, but we've taken it to uh, we have a swap meet uh, first Sunday of the month. Uh, real local to us. Uh, we've taken it there a couple of times. Um, we've taken it to, you know, Market of Maring was the first show we took it to. Ashley referenced that in the first episode. That was awesome that, you know, other people were taking pictures of us uh, cruising in, and we've taken it out on a couple date nights, and, you know, it's we're just enjoying the car. And, uh, you know, it's definitely not going to set any speed records. <laughs> Um, it is the Orange Ninja Turtle, Michelangelo, um, for more rate, more reasons than one, it's orange, but also it's slow, (laughs) but it will get out of its own way with the five speed and, and, you know, we just keep making improvements to it and, and it's going to be the car that I learned how to drive stick in and we've taken it to open parking lots for Ashley to, (laughs) to try to learn how to drive a uh, stick shift and she's taken it on some back roads and 
you know, she picked it up pretty quick. I mean, it wasn't uh well, I still had panic in my eyes every time somebody would from oncoming traffic, I'd freak out. Yeah, it's it takes a little getting used to, and I mean, she's she's never really been in anything, you know, with hot rods, the the shaking and rattling, and what's that noise? You you know, you don't have a radio to turn up, <laughs> but uh, you know, and you just uh, have a Bluetooth speaker, and that can and only go so loud, and it doesn't. You can't really hear it. I mean, it's. At the Bluetooth speakers, kind of just for a uh, parking lot pimping, or <laughs> you know, when you pull up to a red light, and you can listen to the ten seconds of song before the light turns green. Yeah. Uh, you know, it does have uh, two windows at sixty mile an hour for its AC system. Mm-hmm. Um, I can remember plenty of times we've been cruising around so far, and I'm like, I wish this light would turn green <laughs> so our AC would <laughs> turn on. Yeah, it's you know, we, we do live in Florida, so it it stays. You know, relatively warm. Um, right now, it's kind of tricking us. It's it was like high as sixty five today or something, yeah. which I know other people and all around <laughs> the country are like, in sixty five. I wish it was sixty five. Well, yeah. I mean, it does drop down into the forties at night. So yeah, I mean, our lows do you know, get low. <laughs> our low is their high, um, but you know that's one thing about Florida is you know we. We have the nicer weather, but, you know, our seasons don't really change. Um, so, basically, I mean, we've, we've just kind of went through it, nut and bolted it, made sure that, you know, it was going to make it. We've taken a couple longer trips with it, uh, longer being, you know, 45 minutes away or whatever. And stopping know. halfway through to make sure we have gas because we can't. No, I mean, it made it to Market of Marrying in one trip, and it made it to, yeah. to Zephyr Hill in one trip. And, um, you know, it was, we're just out enjoying it. And uh, once the 32 gets done, um, which we can go into that story on how we got it next if you want to. Um, if it's still around, um, my plans for that car would be either to... Um, go through the front suspension. Um, there's a couple janky, janky things that were done to it. We solved some of it, but some of it still, you know, uh, could be changed. Um, but uh, either go through it, you know, put new pivot bolts and and get everything back tight, or uh, do like a Mustang two front suspension on it. Um, want to put a probably a small block with a automatic transmission, and then get somebody professionally to run the exhaust. Because <laughs> yeah. when we did the the, the uh, exhaust slash intake manifolds on that, it uh, you know, I'm 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 a half ass welder, but I can't weld exhaust, and of course, you know, the new intake. And exhaust manifolds didn't line up exactly with how the other ones did. So mm-hmm. we had to do some uh, chopping and cutting and rerouting. And but I got to use, um, oh shoot, what's that word? <laughs> the flex pipe. <laughs> she got to make her, she got to make her own exhaust with flex pipe. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like I said, it's a, it's a driving project and it is for sale. I mean, 
just like everything <laughs> in the yard. Just about. Uh, and everything is for sale. Everything has a price. Uh, some things would. Don't, some some things price. are not. Yeah, some <laughs> things are for sale, but you wouldn't pay the price to get it. Um, and I understand. I wouldn't either. <laughs> um, so at at uh, you know, but uh, you know, Ashley wants to experiment. You know, it has the Serape blanket covering the seats. She wants to experiment a little bit and try to get, uh, you know, still keep the Serape blankets, but do it a little bit more uh, like it looks like it was meant to be, not mm-hmm. just a blanket not sitting just on a seat. On there. Yeah. Um, and basically leave the rust the way it is. Uh, maybe do like a poppy's patina or uh, shine juice. I think was in there. Oh, I can't remember. But you know something just to protect it to keep it from rotting anymore. Um, but like I said, it's a survivor, so we're not looking to restore it. Um, it's kind of past that point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, um, like the story Ashley said about the old guy. Like, oh, you'd have to restore it. Well, no. This isn't, you know, it's not a number one numbers matching 69 Camaro that, you know, it's not a restore. It's, yes, you could restore it, but you'd have more money in it once it was restored than it would be worth. So, you know, you, it's, it's not a, it's not a special car, you know, Elvis didn't take the car out. (laughs) Like it's not a. (laughs) It's not a notable, a notoriety, uh, a notable car, you know. Um. But I and that reminds me of this thing that I saw because you know on Facebook it's all cars, <laughs> even on my Facebook. <laughs> but there was like a meme or something, something silly. But it was like buy a two thousand dollar car and put forty grand into it. We're not looking to do that. We're, you know, just fix it up enough to cruise around and make it look good and in our own way definition of good (laughs) yeah and i mean you know it's uh you know we don't we've said it numerous times before i mean i don't it doesn't matter what the car looks like i mean if it's pretty and if you don't drive it then it doesn't you know it doesn't matter um what do they say shiny paint causes stress (laughs) shiny paint causes stress yes uh a good for instance, um, which my dad will be on next week, and he'll kind of talk about, you know, basically the same, you know, standard questions. But uh, the one guy that he he had reached out to this guy, and um, he had, a, I believe it was a Nova or something, and he had reached out to him, and they got to talking and kind of struck up a friendship. You know, this, this car culture seems to to draw people in and you know you, you you find your friends you find people that you know they have the same mentality as you um they enjoy what you enjoy and uh, he had said you know like yeah i'm selling this car and they got to talking about other cars that they had and you know he's uh fortunate enough that you know he's got quite a few cars and dad was like well like you know what do you I have to come up and take a look at him and, like, you know, hang out, you know, new friend, whatever. And uh, the guy's like, yeah, like, 
I was going to paint this one and I was going to do this to it, but I make my cars too nice and then I don't want to drive them. And, you know, that's, that's to me, I mean, that's, that's a waste of money. I mean, you know, some, some cars out there, you know, they are meant to look at and, you know, they're rare. You don't want to drive them. I under, I can understand that. I can appreciate it, but for me, I want to be able to get in it and, you know, hammer down, you know, cruise, you know, uh, if you got kids, throw the car seat in the back, man, man, and go, go cruise. Enjoy, enjoy your car with your family. Enjoy your car with your friends, your, your significant other. I mean, shoot, there's girls out there with cool cars. I mean, throw your husband in the passenger seat, take him out to dinner, make him pay, but. You cruise, you know, but, you know, and, and that's kind of just where we're at, you know, and, and the 54, if, if we still own it, when we get done, like, it'll be a cool car and Ashley will enjoy it. And who knows, we might get to cruise together separately. And, and I look forward to that. Uh, so we'll move on to the 32 Ford truck that we picked up. Um, once again, another marketplace find of course <laughs> um you know i'd come across this 32 and you know deuces uh anyone in the car industry knows that 32 ford the deuce you know it's a, a iconic car and you know 32 coupes they they pull big money you know the milner coupe you know everybody wants the milner coupe everybody wants a 32 you know cool nickname right you know, right from factory. You ain't got to come up with a name. It already has one. Um, and I come across this 32 pickup and, you know, I'm a truck guy. I like it. Um, you know, uh, I've wanted to do a bare metal truck. Uh, the price was right on this. Um, the gentleman that had it, um, awesome guy. Um, I hope to have him on the podcast because he has <laughs> he has a lot of cool stories and 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 stuff. I mean, you know, and uh, cool stuff of going to car shows and you know he's kind of living living the life that we're trying to you know get to. Um, but he's also one of those. Yeah, he has our big dream shop and. 15 projects going on and all this, but he's still so down to earth. I mean, y'all have communicated even after the fact. And yeah, that was, that was part of the deal was, um, when I bought the truck, um, I said, you know, I, you know, I didn't really, we negotiated a little bit, but I didn't negotiate a whole lot with him. But part of his end was, I want your phone number and, you know, I, I want, I want to be able to, you know, communicate because he is very knowledgeable. Um, he has one of the sweetest coupes I have ever seen. And he's currently, I believe it's a Roadster. He's building Trog flathead build. Uh, one with, of many. <laughs> with Tidewater um, out of uh, Ocala, Bellevue area. Um is another guy I would like to have on. Um, you know, they're they're more of the traditional guys. Uh, uh, when we 
went and picked up the 32. We agreed on a price, and I backed the trailer up, and we started loading the truck up, and we kind of got to talking about my plans for the truck, and I mentioned Rat Rod, and I watched his face kind of melt, like, oh, we lost another one. Uh, but at that time, I had I had a different view of Rat Rods. Um, my version of a Rat Rod um, doesn't necessarily mean that you have to have cobwebs or shitty welds or, you know, it was just more of a, you know, it doesn't have paint. It's not, you're not trying to look for perfection. And talking to him and talking to other guys, you know, I kind of realized, you know, wait a second, I'm, it's not really going to be a rat rod. It's going to be more traditional, um, which uh, he had a set of brake uh, brake backing plates for the front of that truck. And I was looking for some, so I reached out to him. He said, oh, yeah, I got a set. And we agreed to, to buy them. And, he had uh, more than a set. He had a whole <laughs> freaking box, and he said, pick the ones that you want that look yeah, the best. Yeah, he, uh, <laughs> you know, he's always, he's, you know, Model A parts and, you know, stuff like that. Um, early Ford parts, he has a lot of stuff. I mean, he scours swap meets and stuff like that. Um, so when I met him for the backing plates, I said, hey, man, you know, uh, I said, I'm not really building a rat rod. He's like, what? I said, no. I said, uh, kind of got to thinking about it. And I'm really not building a rat rod. I'm kind of building more traditional. And his eyes kind of lit up like, yeah. like, And um, he still owes me that sticker, by the way. So if you're listening, Ryan, still owe me that <laughs> sticker. Um, it's not a rat rod. It's just not finished. Uh, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it it's going to be small block powered. Um, it's got a nine inch in it. It's going to be an automatic. Um, I know I keep saying that I'm going to change everything to automatic. I can drive stick, but in a 32 cab, there is about less than zero room for a 250 pound guy. And anyone else. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, it's even for two people and you can't fit two people. Yeah. Even my dad's 34. He's went, which we'll talk more about his next week. Um, you know, he's, he's had to do stuff to be able to fit. And my mom is, uh, she's a tiny lady <laughs> and you know, <laughs> she fit perfect. When yeah. Yeah. My mom, my mom, if it was two of my mom in that truck, it would have been money, but you know, uh, we weren't, uh, in 2023, our body shapes are not what they were. In the 30s, you know, uh, not 5'4", um, not size 29 waist, um, especially once you, you know, like his his truck is channeled over the frame. Uh, my 32 is channeled over the frame. Um, so, you know, you lose six inches of headroom, which also means that the seat... <laughs> <laughs> can't go six inches higher or your head is in the roof. Um, but you know, you, that's part of dealing with your bullshit. Um, but on the conversation with, uh, Ryan, when I picked up them backing plates, I, uh, I asked him a question 
Um, I was kind of going back and forth on a name. And a name kept popping up, but I wasn't sure that I wanted to name the truck that. It kind of fits the way I wanted to build it. Um, But... It also brings a little bit of history with yes. the truck. So, um, Ryan, the gentleman that I bought it from, um, owns Moonshine Acres RV Park. And he puts on the reliability run that we are shooting for that 32 to be done for. So, in the conversation with Ryan, I asked him, hey, you can tell me no, <laughs> but I really want to name this truck Moonshine. And he said, I would love for that, as long as it's not a rat rod. <laughs> I said, well, it's not going to be a rat rod. I'm going to build it traditional style. So that's the plan for that truck. Um, and again, that truck will, if it works out the way I want it to, it may not look like this for the moon or for the reliability run, but the end goal for that truck is a bare metal no paint on any of the body besides the firewall, which is already painted black. I'm not going to strip it down, but everything else will be bare metal. Um, you know, aluminum fuel cell or fuel tank in the back. Which we already have. Which we already have. Uh, three deuce Super 97s on a small block 350. Turbo 350, you know, something that we can go cruising. If I have to hop up on 75 and run a couple exits, yeah, not a big deal. Uh, you know, if I want to have a little fun in the parking lot, and <laughs> I can. It's not, you know, it's not going to be not going to be a drag race car. It's not going to be, you know, I don't even, I mean, obviously it's going to be quick because power to weight ratio. <laughs> Truck probably, probably is going to weigh like, 2100 pounds with you in it (laughs) with me sitting in it so it's not you know it's but i'm not building it you know i'm not looking for a thousand horsepower um uh, 300 350 that'd be more than enough for that truck um you know it it's gonna be a v8 on a skateboard essentially so that's you know um but just trying to get out and, you know, kind of enjoy the truck and, you know, let people see it. And, you know, that's kind of going to be uh, mine and Ashley's first full build. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, along with other people that are going to help uh, along the way. But majority of that work is going to be, you know, me and her. Majority of the work is going to be you, let's be honest. <laughs> well, I, mean, I have to have a tool bitch every once in a while. Or a beer bitch. Bring me a twisted. That's not beer. <laughs> but hey, You're going to have know. a mini fridge out there with you. I am. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, and, and it's also going to be, um, we're going to try to try to get a YouTube channel going. Um, specifically, you know with the stuff that we're working on because, you know, uh, a lot of these internet builders, you know, they have lifts and they have 4,000 square foot shops and it kind of makes the, the little guy look unobtainable. 
and you know, I'm not having a big shop. I'm not, you know, it's a, I'm going to have closed in. That's going to be 15 by 22 and a carport, you know, a metal carport. And, you know, I don't have the fancy tools, which some things aren't going to be able to get done. Like I would love to beat roll a new floor, beat roll door panels. Like, I don't have a bead roller, therefore it's not going to be bead rolled. <laughs> you know, um, that build's going to be a lot of, you know, using what we have. Um, Which I think is part of building your own. I mean, I don't know how many different YouTube channels you'll work with what you got, and there's still some badass cars that Oh, roll out of garages definitely. or carports. And, you know, there's there's quite a few YouTube. I mean, and there's builders on Instagram too, but you know, we don't have the money to call up Baypad and tell them send me a chassis. Bolin Brothers builds a beautiful chassis, but I I can't even afford to call them up and tell them to send me a chassis. And they're and they're good priced. I mean, and it's good quality and stuff like that. But, you know, I have a chassis, <laughs> and it's a sought-after chassis. It's a 32 chassis. I mean, it's – and there are some good parts that came with the truck. I mean, it has a Super Bell drop axle, uh, chrome spindles, uh, chrome drums. You know, it, it does have some good parts in it, and, you know, it's already been channeled over the frame, um, recessed firewall. A lot of the work's been done on the truck. And he already gave us panels to replace some of... Yeah, the, the cab, the bottom of the cab is rotted. Um, Just, you know, the, the truck's 90 years old, I mean, or 92 years old now. Um, but I do have all the panels. Um, We'll get the truck built before we do the rest repair. Yeah. Because uh, if it has to go to the rod, if it has to go to the reliability run, still rusty... Then it'll go to the rod run still rusty. I mean, um, we're going to get it driving and fired up and, you know, and, and get that stuff taken care of. But other than that, I mean, we're, we're just going to enjoy the process and, you know, kind of embrace the suck of, of hot rods. I mean, these, these cars, when they were built, they were never designed to make it to 2024. I mean, the, the Mustang was a throwaway car. If you had, you know, if you put 50, 75, 80, 100,000 miles on a car back then, you were a, you were a mechanic. <laughs> like, they just didn't make it that long. You know, they, and it's funny because back then it was a, oh, we fix stuff society. And now we're in a throwaway society and cars are made to go longer now. So, I mean, they're not worth owning after mm-hmm. after a period, but you know, just driving it off the lot. <laughs> oh. And 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 you know, the price of a new car, a new truck, or you know, and it's like, how do you, you know, how do you how do you afford that? And definitely, if you want to, you know, they don't have any. The cars are fiberglass, or you know, the the new Fords are aluminum. You know, they're thin aluminum tin cans and they're still asking $80,000 for them. 
And it's not just Ford. I mean, Chevrolet has their quirks. Dodge has their quirks. And I drive a Dodge. I mean, um, but, you know, everything is... I think we need to get back to the roots of, of cool. And, you know, everybody that we... Everybody that we run into, or I won't say everybody that we run into, but most people that we run into, you know, if you're in a classic car, people, you know, identify with it. And, you know, even coming back with the 54 on the trailer, we stopped to get some food. Um, we're located close to the villages, um, which is a retirement community, 55 and older. Uh, we stopped to eat. Three people before we even made it into the restaurant was like, "Is that a 54? <laughs> yeah. Oh my! My grandpa had a fifty four. I remember driving my dad's fifty four around the, the the neighborhood, or you know, you know, every all everybody has a story. And well, that one know. guy it sounded like he almost had it sold to him, and we <laughs> yeah. hadn't even brought it home yet. Yeah, and you know, it, everybody everybody can identify with it because either they had one or they knew somebody and you know there's a story like oh my first date was in a 54 oh that's cool like you know and you get the people that you know uh you know i wouldn't have done it that way okay well you don't have to that's the cool thing like i did it this way because it's mine (laughs) if you want to do it a different way buy it do whatever and then you, you can do it <laughs> do whatever you want to do to it so you know and uh with that being said you know just uh we we appreciate everybody that comes up and and we look for you know if i see a cool car i'll chase you down i got i want to talk to you you know i want to hear the story you know the you know i we run into a couple people at the Market of Marion show, and the guy's like, yeah, this is what it looked like, and I'm like, well, can't even tell what it is, <laughs> but it was it was a car he identified with, and it had to come back, and that's what I appreciate the most, like, you know, and, and some people have a bigger budget. It's, you know, they can bring cars back that, to pristine condition or showroom quality or, or back to what they remember it being. And it's, it's sometimes it's just a sentimental thing. I mean, we don't know anybody from the (laughs) thirties, but no. And I mean, there is, there's a bucket list car. I believe you're referring to that. uh, You know, Ashley is, on the hunt for a 27 something she doesn't care what it is as long as it's 27 because it holds that year has a significance to her which i don't even know had a significance until the beginning of 2023 um just to give backstory i guess because we're not just gonna throw out that date and (laughs) not say anything um so my grandma passed away in the beginning of 2023 and not not sad because you know she's out of pain that's the biggest thing but when my mom gave me her little obituary card because you know my grandparents were strong catholics and they had the whole big funeral and everything like that but anyway gave me the little obituary card and I did not realize that both my grandma and my grandfather were born in 1927 and that 
now holds a special place in my heart because I thought they were years apart. I didn't know they were born in the same year, six months apart from each other. (laughs) But yeah, so now that that holds a special place, but that's a, if it happens, it happens. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, there for a long time when I was growing up, you know, my dad wanted a 57 because that's his birth year. Um, and he's since changed that, um, partially because, uh, 57s, well, all Tri-5s have basically uh, gotten outrageous in price. Um, you know, uh, the Barrett-Jackson, uh, Meekum, you know, those car auctions, it was way better when they weren't televised. Um, you know, it's uh, even classic cars, you know, we kind of touched on a little bit with Caden last week, you know, the barrier of entry, you know, it used to be, you know, five to $10,000 hot rod was, you know, a decent cruiser driver hot rod. Yeah. It wasn't perfect, but you know, it would get you point A to point B and now a $10,000 hot rod, you're probably going to be working on a little bit and just to get it home. (laughs) And not just work, and not just working on it to, not necessarily working on it to, to make it run, but to work on it to make it, you know, the things that you need to do to it, you know, the seat position, the, you know, especially in Model A's and stuff, people, you know, they put boat seats or bomber seats, and there's no padding, you know, you know, if you're gonna use it. Might want a little padding, you know, uh, or trying to get the seat up on a channel truck. Be able to put a little bit of space under the seat so you can get your legs up. Uh, you know, and the $15,000 hot rods will buy you beautiful cars. I mean, they're they're beautiful, but... They're, not, they're still not done because... <laughs> No. When they go from owner to owner, you're still going to You still have to tweak it, you know, and, and, and you find find stuff that you have, you know, uh, the old owner thought was awesome, and you go to reverse it, and whether they uh, did it to cover something up or or whether it happened after the fact or, you know, you find something that you didn't know was there. And it starts a snowball. I mean, the 54 was supposed to just go get header or go get intake and exhaust manifolds. And by the time it left there, actually, it just went for a gasket because the intake was leaking. It wasn't even. And then we get them off. Oh, well, that's really dented and there's a crack there. So now we have to address that. And oh, well, now that we did this, now the exhaust doesn't fit. So. All right, we got to mock up the exhaust. Well, now the exhaust hangs lower, so now we got to jack the car up. And oh well, now this, you know, and it just turns into you know a snowball effect. And but in the same sense, those couple weekends that we did go over there and work on Michelangelo, I mean, unforgettable. Oh, of course. Not just because I ripped half of my fingernail off <laughs> in the manifold, but also because, you know, it was you and me working on something, and I learned a whole lot. And every chance that 
there was a nut, bolt, gasket, whatever that <clears throat> needed to be done, you were handing me the tools first, which, like I said in the last podcast, you know, growing up, I was told to go inside and you're handing me tools and I'm under the car using flex pipe for the first time that you sent me to the store to go get and I had no idea what I was looking for because <laughs> you know sometimes I do still look like that idiot girl that walks into the auto parts store and doesn't know what I'm well, looking and for <laughs> and, and that's the thing you know and especially with dealing with uh you know cars that didn't may not have came with the motor that you're looking for or, or and I'm not shitting on parts guys because there's some awesome parts guys out there but and gals and girls <laughs> um but there is a lot of you know what does this fit you know or what are you looking for who made the chevy silverado you know it's like come on now you need windshield wipers okay make model year <laughs> engine like, four-wheel drive or two-wheel <laughs> drive like you know and and sometimes you know like now, good for instance is, you know, when we built the 82S10 little drag truck, I mean, you send mom into town because we'd be, gre- or dad would be greasy and I was too young to drive. <laughs> so you send mom into town and it's like, oh, what, uh, what's it, what is it? Oh, it's an 82S10. Oh, what motor? It's got a small block in it. Well, it didn't come with a small block. I didn't say it did, <laughs> you know, like. I need, well, and, you know, you, you may not know if you, if you pull a motor out of a junkyard or buy a motor off of Facebook or Craigslist or offer up or any other, or swap meet, you know, you might not know where that motor came from. You might not know where that rear end originally came from, you know. Uh, but you have, and I feel like maybe, it, I don't think it's just in our town, but you've gotten good about you'll you'll send me the link to the actual parts so I can walk in and show them and say this is the part number this is what I need no questions asked (laughs) I'm on a mission (laughs) even then they they tend to want to know what it's going on or what it's you know and and sometimes that works you Mm -hmm. know but other times it's you know well, it's a, even it's a Miata with a small block. I don't, <laughs> I, you know, LS powered Miata. Like, I, it, well, it didn't come with an LS. Well, no, it didn't. But yeah. even when I can't remember which trip it was exactly, but I went into one of the auto parts stores in town, and I went in there on a mission. I knew exactly what I was getting, and I just needed to figure out where it was in the store. And one of the guys came up to me and was like, "Oh, do you need help?" And I'm like, "I'm looking for this." He's like, oh, I'm pretty sure it's down that aisle. And he walked me down. He's like, oh, where are you putting it in? In the back of my head, I was like, oh, geez, here we go. <laughs> but when I told him it was going into a 54 Chevy, he's like, oh, hell yeah. And then just started asking me all these questions. And I knew some of the answers, not all of them. But it made me feel better because he wasn't pestering me. He was just curious. And I feel like when I go in there with the specific. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, also, uh, you know, a lot of times when you're working on something, you're already frustrated because you're having to go to the store in the middle of the job. And, you know, you, you're looking for that specific part or, or you bring the old part in. You know, I know like on a, the small block that's 
going in the 32. We bought it. It had power steering. It had AC. Well, obviously the 32's not having power steering and it's not having AC. So that's going to be a, hey, I need a belt this big. You know, uh, find me a belt this big. You know, water pump, or, or not water pump, but uh, your hoses. You know, I need one that looks like this. Some S pattern, zigzag around, and it's going to, you know, I need this. Well, what does it fit? Well, I don't know yet. <laughs> Show me your hoses. Show me your hose. <laughs> and yeah. luckily, we have, what, four auto parts stores in town. Yes. Plus, I work 45 minutes away, so currently, I can also pick up. Yeah, there's three or four home. auto parts over there. There's, <laughs> And, you know. and There's online, too. But yes. that's, that's a little more difficult when you're, you don't know exactly what you need. Right. But they do give good descriptions on measurements and whatnot, but... And even sometimes, I mean, we ordered a couple things for the 32 that had to get sent back because, yeah. you know, they say they work, and maybe they do, but it's not going to be right for our application. You know, I have a specific look in my head for how I want stuff ran on that truck. Um, you know, steering-wise, I want it to be crossover. I want it to look like it was built in the 50s and 60s. You know, I don't want a one one way rack. Not saying that they don't work. You know, it it's but it once I got it here it, it didn't look right for the situation and we ran in um mm-hmm. we went to a show in Brooksville and we seen a couple of them installed on cars and I was like, Yeah, that's that's not what I'm looking for. And they were still very well done and the yeah, few I mean, that it we did looks, see. It looks great. Yeah. But it just didn't fit the idea of what I want the truck to look like in the end. And, and I feel, not to, but I feel like a lot of the ones that we did see, they had the whole cover. Like they had the whole hood and whatnot and the side panels to the front of the car. Like we're not looking for that. So your everything will be exposed. So we want it to look good. And I think it did look good on the ones that weren't exposed because it was all nice and neat and tucked up and it just looked like a clean classic car. Well, we're, it's not going to be pristinely clean and classic. Yeah, and then you can get away with a lot of stuff. I mean, um, if you run a hood and side panels, you know, if, uh, like the 54, I would, um, when it comes time to do that swap, I'm not against... Uh, obviously I would try to find a small block Chevrolet and a turbo 350, but if I come across somebody that wants to sell me an LS and a 4L60 for cheap, well, then it may end up with an LS, but that car has a hood on it. You're never going to see it. Yeah. You know, um, that's why I wouldn't be opposed to a Mustang 2 front suspension on it. Well, let let me ask this. If, for whatever, you get offered an LS or you take me to a junkyard <laughs> and we find one miraculously, would you prefer that to go into the 32 and the small No. Mo- no? No, 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 no. 
The okay. 32 will not have an LS in it. I don't care if I got one delivered tomorrow <laughs> for free and everything was there and the commercial minions came in and, and put it in for me. That truck will not have an LS in it. And that's more for... The reason is, is it's going to be a no hood, no side panel car. Right. That truck, you can see everything. <laughs> it's, I want it to be that way. It needs to have a small block, big block, Hemi. I don't really care what else, but it needs to have old school car in it. You know, it will... Um, there's guys that put Mustang 2 front suspension. And when I'm talking about Mustang 2, that's uh, upper and lower control arms. It's uh, co- usually coil over or uh, coil sprung. Um, way easier if you were going to put air right on it. It's definitely easier for that. Um, but in my opinion, those cars didn't come with that. So... If it's going to be exposed like the 32 is, it needs to have old school feel to it. Um, the rear end is going to be four linked. No, it didn't come with four link. <laughs> it came with a buggy spring, but it's got a bed. You're never going to see the rear suspension. You know, you're, you may see a bar, but... It just looks like a traction bar, so it's oh. not a... Once the bed actually has a bottom to it, not just... <laughs> well, yes, the bed. The bed's going to get dropped five inches, so that'll be channeled down as well um, to match the cab. Um, but Dad's truck, the bed isn't chopped down. It isn't mm-hmm. set down, and it looks good, so I yeah. mean... But I think it's all... He has slightly different body lines. Not really. Same thing. Well, I mean, even on the cab... Same thing, same cab, similar cab. I mean, but uh, yeah. Um, but if you're gonna tuck it in a a caddy or a, a you know Michelangelo fifty four, I mean, no one's going to see it, um, unless you pop the hood, which, you know, it's less offensive to me <laughs> if it's hidden under a hood, um. And obviously the benefits, you know, the fuel injection, which, you know, there's there's now companies that have almost perfected uh, fuel injected, that fuel injection that looks like a carburetor. Um, you know, Holly has a good system. Edelbrock's had that system for a while now, which Edelbrock and Holly are now owned by the same people, I believe. So... You have that, but, um, you know, there's more options if you're going to hide it. Um, Mustang two front suspension, it's obviously going to ride better. It's going to track better. Um, you have the advantage of being able to put power steering on it. You know, there's, there's a lot of advantages to that swap. Um, and obviously you don't have to do an LS if you do the Mustang two, if you do the Mustang two, you don't have to put an LS in it but it kind of opens it up when you're not looking at it cuz if we're being honest the LS motor is ugly <laughs> it is um there for a while um I was a big proponent on the whole LS swap the world thing and cuz 
you know, the LS is our generation's small block Chevrolet. Um, they're relatively easy to go to a junkyard and find. Um, they're pretty simple in stock form. Um, if you kind of know what you're looking for. Um, and even if you don't, I mean, you can drop an LS. You know, obviously, if you're looking at any kind of power or reliability, you'd want to delete the displacement on demand and the active fuel management. But, you know, they're super easy to make power. I mean, there's thousands of recipes that you can pull up on the Internet. Uh, Denma, Sloppy Mechanics. Um, he, he kind of blew the LS world apart with, you know, take a junkyard LS, throw some Chinese hairdryer on it, and go make 800 horse. They kind of made it, you know, that kind of told you how to do it. And, but the more you put on them, the, the less reliable they get. And. Yes, there are an S-load of them in the junkyard to just go throw some more on it and, and kind of continue on. But to me, uh, classic cars should have classic motors. Um, but I'm also not going to hate if you put a modern motor in it for the convenience. I mean, you know, it's kind of whatever's going to get, you know, some people... You know, have to have AC. Some, you know, in vintage air, and there's a couple others out there that'll put AC in most. Uh, they sell a, an application for most cars, mm-hmm. classic cars and retrofits or older systems, you know, kind of converting them to the newer style uh, compressors and dryers and stuff like that. And they're doing awesome work. Um, but fuel injection, you know, the the ease of, of fuel injection is, you know, somewhat, you know, I, I see the benefits of both, but in my opinion, the small block Chevrolet or, or, or any classic motor, I mean, obviously I'm a proponent for the small block. Mm-hmm. They, they are an awesome motor. Um, mm-hmm. You can do a lot with them. Um, and... Nothing sounds better than short exhaust on a small block Chevrolet that's got a little bit of lope to it. But now they're coming out with cams for LSs that sound really good too. So it's whatever your preference is. And and we're not here to say like one way is better than the other. I mean, if you show up with a Model A and you have an LS in it, still going to like the car. Again, this goes back to if you don't like the way I did it, well, buy it and do it the way you want to do it. <laughs> like, you know, there's, I'm, I'm a diesel fan. There's a lot of deep, there's a lot of rat rods that have been, you know, with the 4BT and the 5.9 Common Rail Cummins, and, and they're cool. Don't know if I'd ever want one, but they're cool to look at, and black smoke out of stack and white smoke off the tires is always cool, so, I mean... <laughs> And it's whatever you want to build, like, you know, if if uh, German cars or European cars, like if you're, you know, 
And then there's that whole subset of Volkswagen guys that are just, I mean, they're just out there. Doing their own thing. But (laughs) killer cars coming out of there, too. I mean, Volkswagen buses, Vanigans. I mean, I I feel like all car guys, uh, classic car guys or mini truckers or whatever category you want to fit in or or you feel like you fit in the most, you know, you got a soft spot for Volkswagens. Um, and you know, just basically whatever makes you tick, do it, enjoy it. And you don't have to pigeonhole yourself into one section. Like I loved my little S10. I love my jacked up truck. (laughs) I love hot rods and fat caddies (laughs) and boats, (laughs) you know, uh, One of my bucket list cars that I forgot about last time was a 69, 66 to 69 Lincoln Continental with the suicide doors. You know, black on black, mob steels, big rims laying on the body. And there's just something about a big old boat that's just laying on the rockers. Um, But that's, you know, if that's not your thing, do your thing. You know, we're not here to tell you that our uh, one way is better than the other. If you like four cylinders and a Honda Civic, go for it. Other than electric cars. Oh, They're taking over the world. <laughs> or blowing up. Or blowing up. And, and, then, and the electric cars, I mean, no one can deny that electric cars, the performance is there. But let's also just take a moment too. Last year at SEMA, the the videos that we watched, there were so many electric cars. And then this year for SEMA, well, I should say this past year, there was hardly any. Yeah. Which hopefully we're reverting back. I mean, you drive your Prius so I can drive my 2500. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my, my Ram uh, identifies as a, pre- as a Tesla. Um. You know, y'all are counteracting the, and if, you know, if you're, if you're into electric cars, that's cool too. I mean, I, we seen at the Pittsburgh auto show, we got a chance to go to that. Um, Philly. Or Philly auto show rather. (laughs) Somewhere up there in Pennsylvania. Um, Dreadful state. (laughs) There was a Tesla there that was, you know, it was bagged and had custom wheels on it. and It looked cool. I mean, cool. <laughs> like, I mean, we appreciated the work that was put into it, and it was badass looking, just not our cup of tea. Yeah, I mean, and right next to it was a Grumman van that was land body, and next to it was a rat rod with a diesel motor and 22 5 Alcoa semi wheels and a little kid slinging T-shirts. Oh, and they had the they had his bike that as they were crossing the bridge to come into Philly, the bike fell halfway out of the fell out of the truck. Yeah. But that's that's part of the venture of all of this is pulling on the side of the highway because your bike's falling off or 
getting halfway to your destination, pulling over for gas and realizing, oh, I don't have a strap on the back of my car or on the, no, it was the front, the front, the front. Um, luckily it was in gear and didn't roll off, but no, it rolled. It didn't roll off. Right. (laughs) It had the back strap. So, you know, anyone that knows strapping cars, you know, your front strap pulls it forward and your back strap is supposed to pull it back. Mm -hmm. Um, our back strap was holding it forward. So, By the grace of God, because I don't even remember. It was a clean, clean cut. It was rubbing on something, and it was yeah, a clean cut. It it found something under there to get, you know. And the 54, we haven't really, we figured out a better way now, but at the time, we hadn't really figured out a good way to strap it down where it wasn't rubbing, and that was the longest trip it took, mm-hmm. and... You know, we arrived uh, at our midpoint of our destination and went, oh, that strap's missing. And, you know, we ratchet strapped it. Uh, you know, luckily we brought more ratchet straps. Um, and we ratchet strapped it back tight. And I got to driving and I was like, man, this trailer's kind of pulling like shit. And our trailer usually pulls really good, especially behind my truck. Um, with the drop hitch, I mean, I, I got it pretty level and it pulls pretty good. So when it started pulling funny, I was like, well, let's, let's check around and go to look at the car and cars like 18 inches off the back of the trailer and the tires almost back to the back strap. And I was like, Oh, that's probably not good. So we bumped it and got her back on there. And but it's an adventure. It's only had adventure. probably 40 people look at us funny while we were sitting in a gas station blocking. Usually it's the people blocking diesel pumps. We were blocking the gas pumps. <laughs> well, it we were next to it. You could still get one car around us to go to the gas pump, but somebody had stopped there to get gas. So then people were looking at us like, why are we blocking the drive around it? And it's like... Yeah. The parking lot for the gas station was too small. Yeah, we picked the literally the world's smallest parking lot for yeah. a gas station. But, um, but hey, we made it there, way. and and you know it, and the car got to sit on the trailer all weekend. Yep. <laughs> but uh, Daytona trip for <laughs> reference. Yeah, that was the turkey rod run. Uh, Michelangelo in jail all weekend. Yeah, wasn't behaving. Well, the road was not behaving. But we learned we learned lessons. We had adventures. We still had a kick ass time, and yeah, met some people, and and you know got to hang out with, you know, the Turkey Rod Run is a very very uh, big show, and um, you know it's it's awesome to anytime you get to go out and and talk to people and hear what they got in the works and what they're building and stuff like that, you know. The internet has kind of uh, kind of made it hard to quote unquote debut stuff. Um, it used to be uh, all the builders were kind of building for whether it be Grand National or you know uh, the Pomona or you know people were unveiling at these shows. You know mini truck shows, Slam Fest, uh, mini campout, mini Nats. Uh, you know, all these shows, you know, you had to wait to see what people were bringing and, and it kind of got, kind of got you, you pumped because, you know, you're going to go see these people that, you know, you may talk to them, but 
they're kind of keeping it under wraps because, you know, you want to be back when I had my S10 and, you know, the, the scene around our small town growing up was we'd kind of went to the mini truck stuff and, you know, other than the people that you hung out with on a daily basis or you could sneak a picture or sneak a, 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 a peek while you were over at their house, like, you know, it was S10s were on 18s. I mean, that was, if you could get your truck to lay on a set of 18s, you were the man. <laughs> and, you know, there was there was kind of a race to 20s. Everybody wanted to put 20s on it, but uh, it won't lay on 20s. Well, so, you know, you kind of kept, kept it a secret and uh i was fortunate the shop that my dad worked at was uh was one of the first people to put an s10 on 20 inch wheels and lay it on the ground and it had a v8 in it which was completely unheard of um at the time which uh you know um justin smith and his dad uh awesome people and uh but you didn't know that that's what they were working on. It was just, hey, like, what have you been up to? Oh, oh, the truck looks good. Psh, wait a second, those are those rims are bigger. Like what? Or, you know, the shaved door handle. I mean, there's been so many trends that people didn't even think were uh, possible. And these builders were coming up with cantilever suspension and things that you never seen and you couldn't just go on Instagram and see them building that car. And now you can, you know, uh, one person that kind of comes to my mind is, uh, Voodoo Larry. If you're not following on the ones on Instagram, go follow him. He's an awesome builder. Um, he is building a wagon out of a mercury, I believe. And it is, I mean, it's beyond cool. Uh, I mean, and there, there's a bunch of guys. We could go on for an hour just talking about uh, people that inspire us, you know, uh, some local guys, some, you know, internet guys, some YouTubers. Uh, you know, I mentioned the inspiration that kind of got me like, hell yeah, I want to build a bare metal truck was Carl Fisher with Japan Customs. That Dodge, it's an awesome build. Um, it was featured in the Sonic movie. Um, you know, you got uh, Chad Stroop with Lucky Tramp. They're down here in Florida. You got Murpho in Texas building cool stuff. Um, you know, and then, you know, the Godfathers. I mean, Gene, Gene Winfield, you know, he's he's been building for years and still putting out cool stuff. I uh, just seen he painted something for SEMA. Like the dude's the, the dude could retire and live on his accolades, but he's still out doing chop classes, teaching people how to do this. Like he's a great ambassador for this culture and you know, we want to kind of bring our spin on it. Um, you know, we want to get people local to us or, or eventually, you know, maybe try to do a couple phone interviews and get some of these people on so everyone can get a, kind of get a perspective that 
you, there isn't a, a checklist. Like your car doesn't have to be this, this, and this. It can be whatever you want it to be. And the only limitation, I don't want to say the only limitation because money is a big limitation, but the only limitation is kind of your imagination. And I mean, and I don't feel like money is such a big, big limitation because you're going to work with what you got, but also um, how much patience you have. <laughs> right. And I mean, but the money thing, I mean, it, the, the fancy, the fancier tools, you know, get you better results. I mean, there's, there's no denying that, you know, if you're doing a sale panel on a chop, it's way easier to do that if you have an English wheel. <laughs> um, can you do it on a, yeah, you can. Um, you know, it, it's a lot easier to bend a radius as opposed to putting it over your leg and, you know, yeah, that's close, you know, and, and beating it, um, you know, what's, what's the phrase we always say? Beat it to fit and paint it to match. Yep. Well, if you're not painting it, got to look pretty, <laughs> you know, but um, with everything, you know, just kind of, it's, it's, it, it's a frustrating hobby. <laughs> you know, it's not always sunshine and rainbows, but the friends that we have met and we look forward to meeting others that, you know, kind of share this, you know, we're, we're all a little crazy and, you know, in our own ways. And we want to meet other people that maybe have a different perspective or a different way of doing things that, you know, maybe we can adapt and, you know, or adopt and say like, yeah, that weighs way easier than the way I was planning on doing it. And, you know, there's... Just learn from each other and feed off of each other. Build cool shit. Hang out. I mean, there is a couple of shows that, you know, coming up. And when we get closer, we'll, we'll talk about them. Um, like I said, the Rockabilly show. I, I really want to go to it because that's kind of our style of music. And uh, some of the guys will be down there, and there'll be some cool cars, and and that's kind of the it's less show, more uh, more cruising, which is more kind of our style. So, uh, I guess at that point we're gonna end this off. Um, please like, share, follow the podcast. Um, if you could download the episode, that's even better. Um, you can find us on Facebook at the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast and also on Instagram at the Hot Rod Hangout Podcast. Yes, and those links will also be in the description of the podcast. Yes. So is there anything else that you want to close it out with? I don't think so. Just uh, tune in next week and we get to we get to meet your dad. <laughs> Yeah, we have my dad coming on next week, and um, that'll be a good one. Yeah. And we'll we'll go into more depth on on his thirty four and all the exciting adventures so far with it. <laughs> yeah. So, till next time, cruise your shit, man. <laughs> See y'all later.